This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the fastest and easiest way to make a podcast. More on that later. For now, let's get right into today's podcast. Hey, before we get to the bullshit, quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this while you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review. Whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast, tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. Yo, we here. We here, nigga. It's your fucking birthday. It's a fucking celebration. Tonight we celebrate. Seems like times out of our control. It's a celebration. Oh. It's your birthday party. It's your birthday. Who's gonna love you on your worst day? You talk so tough. I know you're soft like buttercups. Reese's, Reese's, don't be ridiculous. Just say your piece and peace up like Ibiza. Cool your head top, you hotter than Anita. Bacon, baby, tell me where I need to. To be, to feel, and feel the emptiness inside you. Petty bullshit shit excites you on your birthday. Say it, everybody. It's your fucking birthday. If you in the car right now, turn this shit up. It's a fucking celebration. Yeah, it is. It's out of our control, man. Listen. Oh my God, guys! Today isn't my birthday. Today isn't uh, today's guest Anthony Moore's birthday. I don't think it is. Today isn't the podcast birthday. But what today is? Today is the fiftieth episode of the Listen to This Wife Podcast. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have done fifty episodes of this of this idiotic, stupid podcast. Fifty of them, and it's amazing to me that I have talked into a microphone consistently. For about once a week for almost a year now Like it's crazy Like it feels like just yesterday I was in the closet Of the old apartment me and my ex-girlfriend Used to see her talking directly into My iPhone microphone like Yo I'm putting out this podcast Seems like just yesterday I was doing that So like just yesterday me and Cam and Rob Was in my basement sitting on the couch And I was asking these, and I was asking these niggas Yo get your buddy like that seems like yesterday But it wasn't that was episodes ago Guys this, this is episode 4 50 and i'm i'm uh i'm uh recording this after uh the podcast you're about to hear with anthony moore i didn't because i didn't realize the the number this was going to be during like i didn't realize it until afterwards but now that i realize it i'm i'm currently editing the uh the video so we can have clips for this episode but i'm i'm like wow like 50 episodes in this is this is amazing like it's amazing because you look, you look at some of these other smaller podcasters, right? A lot of these guys give up. Like, a lot of these guys give the fuck up. They get 10 episodes in, 20, 20 episodes in, 30 episodes in, 40 episodes, 50 episodes, and they give the fuck up because they don't hit for them immediately. It's something that is, is too hard for them to keep doing every week. They, they find it hard to have topics every single week. And don't get me wrong, I feel all those things, but I'm just so determined to be like, nah, this is what I want. And I'm lucky that I have people who support me, people who listen to this podcast 
every fucking week. People that go to our Instagram page at listen to this while you shit, leave comments, repost the clips. People that go to Twitter at listen and shit, retweet the clips. All these things give me the motivation to keep going. And it's all because of you guys. Like, granted, it's all because of me, honestly. But I'm going to say it's because, like, honestly, I did the work. All you, all you niggas did was just fucking clip an app in your phone. Like, I'm doing all the work. But honestly, like, you know, it's because of you. It's not. It's me. But it's you. It's not. But it's me. It's you. Fuck it. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just really excited that I've able I've been able to do this for so long. And I'm 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 so excited to see what the next 50 episodes look like. I don't know what I don't know what it's going to be like. I've done so many different iterations of this podcast. A long time listeners know that. And, you know, I'm just so excited for what it's going to be, for what it can be and what I've grown it to be already. So thank you. I appreciate you guys so fucking much you you mean the world to me and um all right so let's get into today's episode with anthony's more it's a good episode guys uh anthony more funny philadelphia community we have a great conversation about comedy uh where comedy has taken him uh some of his funnier moments some of his favorite moments coming up in comedy so i hope you enjoy today's episode guys uh thank you a lot and i can't wait for the next 50 episodes because next 50 is gonna be better than the first 50 i put that on my mama's Welcome back to another episode of the Listen is Why You Should podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to Why You Should, the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who are going to believe, nigga, me or Google? They're minding your data right now. I'll be afraid of niggas. I'm your host, Dom Sharp. I'm back and getting another episode. I have a very special guest in the, in the building today. I have Anthony Moore in the building, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. That's a gunshot. Me. That's a gunshot. <laughs> niggas ain't here. That's a gunshot. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so, can I call you Ant? Yeah, yeah. All right, because I, I I, know, you know, we Philly niggas. Sometimes you just short niggas' name and niggas be liking <laughs> that shit sometimes. But now, so Anthony Moore is a guy I followed on Twitter, like, three years ago. And, like, he just been consistently funny the whole time. I appreciate that, Like, man. And it, it is, it's cool because, cool cause I like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian, guys. So I, like right. I like comedy. And seeing a guy from my city doing stand-up, it was like, oh, this nigga's funny. I, it was the uh, the cheating on your uh, barber joke that got yeah. me real in. That, that's a good one. <laughs> But here's a funny story about Ann. I'm about to put him on blast. I ain't say this before the mice came on. So I followed him like three years ago, right? Yeah. And he ain't following me back. But then I followed him from my ex-girlfriend account. This nigga followed his bitch so fast. So fast. <laughs> Word. Yo, so fast, bro. <laughs> it was like two minutes. Yeah. I was like, bro, this nigga disgusted. <laughs> yeah, why you do that, right? Wait, wait, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, it, bro. That's a real story. I swear to God. Oh, uh, my, my my girl gonna listen to this. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. No, no, it's, it's just fuck it. Um, no, that that that's that's too hilarious to edit out. Um, <laughs> I nigga, add that to the vest, bro. Nigga, I'm gonna have to clean my page up. <laughs> the funny thing about her page is that she wasn't even active. She was just a, a woman in the avenue. Was like. Follow back. Damn, that's it. Like yeah. that's that's all it took. You like, a nasty nigga for that one. Damn, what is wrong with niggas, man? <laughs> but no, nah, how you doing today, bro? No, nah, man, I'm um, I'm good, man. Um, shit, I'm trying so hard not to cough. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga got COVID. He right. not gonna tell us he got COVID, but he got that shit though. Facts. Right, I'm trying so hard not to cough, man. But um, I'm good, man. This is um, back home for how long? I've been home. Been home for a few days, so yeah, it's cool. Just Get out of New York for a little bit, but <coughs> damn, shit, God dude. damn it, this thing. I would, COVID. nigga, I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> might as, might as well let it all out. No, uh, but um, I'm cool, man. Um, I'm actually about to get back to performing. Yeah, got a got a show tonight, and um, this is gonna be my first time back on stage wow. in 
five months. Yeah. So this shit is either about to be amazing or horrible. So you like scared? No, no, I'm not scared at all. Like I need that money. No, no, I'm not. Like I'm gonna find a way to push through this shit. I'm gonna find a way. You think you gonna bomb tonight? No, no, I don't think I'm a bomb. But even if I did, it doesn't affect me like it would have years ago. Right. So like before, before when I used to have a horrible show, yeah, that shit would fuck me up. Where it's Mm. like, damn man, like what the fuck am I? Like why do I even do this? Right. But now that I know how comedy is, is like. Niggas have bad nights. You got bad nights. Like, nigga, Steph don't hit threes every, every night. night. Like, That's yeah, you, you gonna have an off day. So it's like, it is what it is. Especially where it's like, I look at it like um, any other job. Where it's like, you take off your job, you take off from your job for five months mm-hmm. out of your control. Then, like, your first day back, niggas expecting you to be perfect. Right, now. Nah, like, come on, happen. man, it's gonna, gonna be a little up. rust. Yeah. yeah. So... It's going to be on, it's going to be experience. <laughs> Can you tell us where you're performing tonight? I'm performing at, um. You said it was a college show. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing some, some small college. I'm doing, I'm performing at a freshman orientation. Uh, it's about two hours outside of Manhattan. Okay. So like from here, it'll be about like a three hour drive. So, like, when you do college shows, do you feel like you got to change your material up a little bit? Because, like, you um, know, college kids are a little more PC. Um, I mean, your jokes isn't really that inflammatory, but. Yeah, nah, I don't have to change it. It's, it's more so just the language mm. as far as um, how far I could go right. with cursing. Mm. So, if I'm doing, like, um, like, most state schools or community colleges, schools like that, they'll tell me, like, just rock out. Do whatever right. you want. Mm-hmm. Especially as long as there's no none of the administrators are there, right? They'll let me do whatever. But um, <coughs> if I'm, <laughs> nigga, it like it really sounds like I shouldn't be bro, out the house, it's, right? It sounds like you should be quarantined, bro. But um, like. it's crazy because damn, this shit just came at the worst time. It was like I ain't cough all like. These past bro, few I months. don't know who you as was around as, recently, bro. You went to Vegas, then you would have stopped that went to Vegas. <laughs> as soon, man, as soon as I come back home, niggas start coughing. But no, uh, like this show tonight, it's um, I think it's a Catholic school, small Catholic. Oh yeah, school, so you so, got to change up a little bit. Yeah, so they want me to be PG thirteen. So it's like I'm gonna still talk about what I want to, but it's like certain jokes I will hold back. Um, just as like certain sex jokes, I don't have too many, but yeah. like just certain stories, I'll kind of pull back a little bit. Yeah. But for the most part, like it's still it's still me. How long is the set gonna be? I'm I'm honestly not even not sure. sure. Like most times when I do a college, they'll ask me to do ab- about an hour. So you got an hour worth of material. So like. I could do an hour, yeah. like I could do an hour, but it's not the hour I would want to put out mm. if somebody said like, "Let's shoot a special tomorrow." Right. I still like, <coughs> I still got a lot of stuff. <laughs> nigga, nigga, this shit sound bad. Like I keep looking at the guy. It's like, crazy. Right? This nigga got water on the desk. Like the cameras right. is real. Like, he got right. water. Like, <laughs> 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 nigga, I should have brought some tea, bro. <laughs> you should have came out the house. You should be like, nah, right. bro, not today. I've been like, what's no. wrong? I got COVID. I get no. it. But um, no. For this show, yeah. what's crazy is <coughs> the same thing happened in January too. But you got the cough. Well, it was like yeah, because 
Like I got real bad seasonal asthma. Yeah. And it was like in January, I had a college show. And like, but that that time I like I was really fucked up. Like right. I had a badass fever. Um, like I'm in the I'm in a crib, fever like 102. Mm. So I'm like, I'm gonna try to sleep it off. Next day, next day is 103. My girl was like, no, you gotta go, you gotta go see somebody about right. this. So and I was mad as shit because, nigga, I'm I don't got no insurance. Like nigga, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I'm a I'm an independent contractor. Like nigga, nigga said, I ain't yeah, got no Medicare. Like, yeah, I ain't trying to pay for this shit. So, right. but I'm like, fuck it, I go, mm-hmm. and um, said I they said I had a flu. Right. So like and like I'm coughing and shit, losing my voice. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna find a way to get this show done. And like somehow for that one hour on stage, I didn't cough. When I got to the back, oh, you was wrong, nigga. Letting my lungs out, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. So no, nah, I'm gonna find a way to get this show done. I mean, shit, nigga said I need the bag. I get it. Yeah, the, the yeah, bag has uh, dried up. Was right. you, you getting unemployment money? Oh yeah, yeah. I oh was yeah, all of that. I needed that. Oh yeah, just collecting. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, my nigga yeah, right there. Yeah, you got shit shaking. Yeah. You got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That unemployment though, man. Nigga, I was able to get my life together. No, thanks. <laughs> no, bro, I'm about to buy a car. I'm 22 years old. Never owned a car in my life. I'm like, fuck it. I got money now. I'm in my dad's basement like, nah, Pops, we living different now, bro. My body's completely different. Right, like, man, you want you want to order something to eat? Like, <laughs> No, my dad pocket watch like a bitch. I get an Amazon box. He's like, ooh, another one? Stop dicky, young boy. You dicky. Calm down. Like, chair, you want some? You need some? Because <laughs> right. Matt Amazon box is coming right. through the crib right now. Bro. Nah, but um, you was talking about being on stage. Can you talk? Tell me who is the person that you scared to follow the most? Because I heard stories of other comedians uh, say like some niggas just kill the stage and it's hard to go up at the room. Yeah, what's an experience where you've like you got on stage and like the room was dead because somebody else took all the air out of it? Um, I used to be scared early on, like first starting out, because like the way I am on stage is like how I am now. Like I'm real laid back or just. I'm just not a really animated person. Right. And I can't, I, I do act out to my jokes, but I don't have like a lot of different like voices or mm-hmm. impersonations and stuff like that. So just punchline yeah, setup so tags. Like, so because I know I lack that, I try to make it up in my writing. Mm-hmm. So when I first started out, of course, my writing wasn't that strong. Mm-hmm. So when I used to go up after like the real high energy guys, they used to, they used to throw me off a lot. But then, like, as I kept kept getting better and better, um, that's when I started to realize I could hold my own. It's this one comedian from Philly, Philly legend. His name is um Tommy Too Smooth. Mm. Tommy, he started at the Laugh House. He started around, like, the same time as the other Philly legends, like Too Ray. Yeah. Um, Kevin Hart came under him. Um, Buck Wild started around yeah. the same time as Tommy. Yeah. And Tommy is super animated. Has a bunch of like different characters that's like all funny. And I remember the first time I followed him and I'm murdered. And that's what like really got me <coughs> that's what really got me confident, right? <laughs> Nigga, how am I gonna perform tonight? <laughs> Bro <laughs> I will pause this and get you more water if you need more water. Um, do I? No, no, I'm because I, I can ask one of these white people to get you more water. No, no, it's cool. I pay the, I, I, I pay the bills with <laughs> 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 <Well>, my subscription. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, let me see. So, 
they let me know I could kind of hold my own. Right. Then I moved to New York. New York really like made me step it up a lot more because out there it's so more much more diverse. But then the people I was performing with, I'm performing with just all different types of comics. Yeah. So then fast forward to you heard of this club called the Comedy Cellar? Yep, I heard of Cellar. Right, so, so the cellar top club there is. Yeah. And um one night, this is Kevin Hart. He's working on the what's that was he? He was working on his irresponsible tour yep. material. So I'm supposed to go up on stage next, but when the big guys drop in, is they bump you down. Yeah. yeah. So Kev go on. He go do about forty. I gotta follow that. And like I was nervous because it's like I'm following the biggest nigga right now. Right, right. And nigga, as soon as I went on, I was just able to just ride that energy and like ah. Just like kill him. So after that, that let me know like I could hold my own mm-hmm. with anybody as like as long as I do me. Right. So as long if, it, if we're doing sets, mm-hmm. I feel like I could hold my own. Only ones that's really kind of tough to follow is the um guys that more so do crowd work. Yeah. Because I feel like they turn it into the crowd think they could just talk back during your set and they're going to be expecting right. much more interactions instead of you just going through your material. So I feel like that's more tougher than following like the, um, the more animated guys. Do you feel like crowd work is more of a difficult skill than like just regular going up there and doing a set? Yeah. I feel like um like uh, I know somebody like BJ Okerson, right? Yeah. A lot of, lot of crowd work. Basically his whole set is just crowd yeah. work. So... When you have to follow a guy like that, it's like this guy I've been talking to him for thirty yeah. minutes. It's like how do I corral him and just like shut yeah. up town hall style? Yeah, I feel like it is tougher. Um, you know Jay, he's from Philly too. Yeah, I know Jay. Yeah, yeah. um, I feel like that is tougher. That's like a skill that's just built over time. Yeah. Um, because like you see, like a lot of young comics, they try to do crowd work, don't work out, and it just like they just fall flat on their face. Yeah. Whereas like now. I'm at that point where it's like I'm I'm comfortable in myself, so I could kind of talk my way into a joke, mm-hmm. and even if that joke doesn't hit, I know <coughs> I know I could somehow relate mm-hmm. it back to my material right. and bring everything back full circle. Okay, what? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm Larry fucking King right now. Niggas, not, <laughs> niggas, who, who doing it better? Than me? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, because nigga, you the first person to know like Big J. Yeah, like nah, I like, like people that pot like that interview me for podcasts. So it's like, yeah, you and your shit. Right, like I like I said, I'm a I'm a I'm a comedy guy. Like comedy's like a, something I do, like I did stand up a few times. It wasn't good. I bombed twice, but like I tried to. I, I got on. Happen. I, yeah. I, I I thought I had a pretty good joke too, bro. I, t- I told a I told a joke about getting my dick sucked by a fat girl. I thought it bombed. <laughs> Niggas like, nah, we don't want to hear that. That's misogynistic. But whatever. So like comedy's a thing that like um like I I do like I I love it. Like when I'm on YouTube, all yeah. all I'm indulging is is comedy content. I feel right. like that's the hardest art form. Like like growing up, a rapper want to be a rapper. Like you think yeah. rapping is hard, but anybody can fucking rap. Yeah. Everybody can't get on stage and make people laugh. Like you right. can be funny in your, in your in your friend group, but getting on stage and making complete strangers laugh right. is a fucking talent. And I don't think people yeah. like appreciate that enough. Yeah, it, even um, they don't. They don't yeah. even because like you got so many people that's funny online. Right. And don't get me wrong, like the internet funny. That shit is hard. It's different. No, yeah. but you internet funny though, bro. Like I'm funny on like the tweets, but like even like I could do videos, but. I don't have the patience for it. Yeah, I don't have the patience because that a lot of that shit takes 
Editing. So much editing and like just building a scene and like you need a whole team for that. So like, and it is internet guys I do like, but they can't do what we like just like we can't do what they do. They can't do what we do at all. Yeah, because if they could, it'd be so much many many of them. Like it's a lot of them getting money, but they would be getting like millions. Like yeah. if, if they could like step in that stand up world and like start like killing in these clubs, mm-hmm. and then from the clubs start selling out these small theaters and arenas. Like it's some, it's a, it's a stand up. It's a totally different skill. Yeah, because you could you could get by off of fame for that first for that first few minutes. The crowd will still be excited. Like, yeah. wow, I can't believe this is like so and so. But then a few minutes like after that, like the whole shock factor like dust off. It's like, what are you up there saying? Yeah, like what do you have? That, like what is your right. point? What is your message? What is your right. voice? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like, have you ever seen a, like, a comedian, like, an Instagram guy or a Twitter guy get on stage and bomb? Or, like, have you seen mm-hmm. that before? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that oh, a say lot. Say his name. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen that a lot. Come on, I'm trying to go viral on Twitter. Um, Don't say his name. <laughs> I've seen, um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I mean, not even just that. I've seen, like, yeah. famous, yeah, like, yeah, like, famous, like, stand-ups that um have got big. Off of things outside of the stand up. Mm-hmm. So, like, people that have got big because, like, off of acting, was like they were never a strong stand up mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it just shows stand up is one of those things where you can't fake. Yeah. At all. You got, you either have it or you don't got right, it. Right. Yeah. That's not like, you can't, you can't, you could, you could probably bullshit like a five minute set, a mm-hmm. five, ten minute set. You could bullshit that. You can't bullshit an a hour. Special. No, no, you can't bullshit that. Because like, here's the thing. Like, I watch a lot of stand-up on, like, uh, YouTube and Netflix. Like, a lot of these niggas, the content isn't good. It's just bad. Like, yeah. you get 10 minutes in, like, oh, this nigga's not funny. Like, right. I'm not laughing at all. And sometimes it's not okay. Like, sometimes I'm okay with not laughing right. if I'm interested. Like, if you're saying something, right. like, oh, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm, you peak me. Right. But yeah, sometimes it's like, bro, you're yeah, not saying nothing. You like, yeah. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's how you feel sometimes. Right, like, yeah. why are you on stage still? Yeah. I think that the Apollo nigga come out with the broom and just get <laughs> niggas off stage. Because nigga just be ass, bro. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. And especially, like, I'm I'm glad people are going to the internet, though, to, um, just using it to get there. It's a great marketing tool. Yeah. It's great marketing. And it's a great way to get your brand out there faster because yeah. just like um the industry, they don't know what they're doing either. Yeah. The industry don't have a clue what they're uh-huh. doing. They think it's just guessing, throwing shit at the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Like they pick and choose who they want to be on or like they could take whoever they want and make them a start just like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like What uh, do you what do you think about going viral on Twitter? Because you've gone viral many a times. Um one, the most recent time, I think you tweeted something, and the the, the, the nigga uh, Oprah Shaw niggas tweeted. Oh yeah, tweet. yeah, yeah, that shit was funny. Um, it was some funny shit you tweeted. It's a going viral on Twitter. It's a gift and a curse. Talk about it. As far as I like it because, all right. So now you got traffic coming to your page. So right. Before before I used to go viral on Twitter, and I would never promote anything. Mm. Like so, my friends. What made me start promoting stuff on Twitter is like. My friends used to always get on me because, so I, I have a marketing degree from St. Joe's. Oh, wow. 
Niggas like, collegially educated. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah, niggas just be thinking like I'm right. just a like a uh, ignorant right. funny nigga. I didn't think he was ignorant. I, I, I didn't know he was <laughs> but, collegially educated. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my friends used to get on me about this. And they're like, yo, you got a marketing degree and you don't use it. So I started thinking like, all right, how can I apply this to my comedy? Right. So I started peeping whenever these like the SoundCloud rappers, when they ever go um viral, viral, they will always attach their music to the okay. tweet. But most people are not gonna listen to it just because they're not inclined to want to listen to a new artist that doesn't have a cosign in SoundCloud. It's gonna take me off of um Twitter. Twitter, where right. it's like, this is the app I want to be on. I don't yeah. want to go to SoundCloud to listen to this. Right. Where it's like, <coughs> where it's like with the videos, you put a video under it, it automatically plays, and everybody wants to laugh. It's everybody's like, everybody's already on yeah, Twitter. It's like, there. it's like, you already got me here from making me laugh. So let me see, like, you, you're a stand up. Right. All right, let me see what you're really doing. So, and plus, in, my, in that video, the Berber video, they see Kevin there laughing. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he got the ultimate cosign. Right, if right. he making him laugh, right. he must be funny. So then that's when like I just started doing that. So it's um I like it. Yeah. I like like going viral on Twitter. If you use it the right way, it could definitely help. Yeah. I be trying to go viral on Twitter, dog. It could definitely but it could also hurt you if you go if you go viral off of the wrong thing. What you mean by that? Because so like, you know, people always say like no pub is bad pub. So what uh, you mean you by that? Def- so like, for example, Shiggy, mm. right? I like and Shiggy is like one of my favorite internet personalities. Right. Like I love Shiggy videos, but the thing that really took him out of here was being in Drake video. Mm-hmm. So it's like you doing all these funny videos, and the thing that take you to that next level. Is you dancing in the street to Drake song? Now, like, even though your core fan base, they know you got funny videos. The whole world just knows you as this dancing nigga. Yeah, nigger boy. Right. Yeah. So it's like when they see. So when they see you, it's like, yo, do the dance, and it's like, I don't want to dance. Maybe like my goal was to act, right, or be like be a comedic actor, get some commercials or something like that. But y'all turning me into this. It's like so if you if you go viral for the wrong thing, it can mess up your whole image. I feel like I feel like that's the case of like um, Shiggy not having like I feel like when once you get on that level, I heard Wallow say something like you got to have a landing page when you go viral. Right. Yeah. Like if if you if you going if you putting out content, let's say when your clips go viral, you got to have a landing page for people to come on come come to you. Like oh he got more shit. Right. So it's like I feel like Shiggy was just doing the dancing videos at that time. Yeah. Like he had other sketches, but none of them was really that funny for people to be like, oh well, this is what he does. It was just yeah. like you dancing boy now. That's who right. you are. Yeah. So that's why like with me, I don't mind being I don't mind going viral now because say like if I do go viral and I put more on my stand up clips and I'll say like, hey, y'all looking for somebody like for a comedian, for an event or something, I got an hour ready. So it's like I done built that material up. And I could like, so people will know like, all right, he's not just internet funny. He actually has a solid talent behind this. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I don't seen so many internet people where it's like, they, they, they build these huge fan bases. Mm-hmm. So now they're, they're on these national tours, mm-hmm. but they just going around the country bombing. 
Like every show, they just because they never. Yeah, they never did it. They didn't put the work in. Cause like yeah, I got years in the stand up. Yeah, these internet people, they just been doing videos, and their first time going on stage is when, they already got hundreds of thousands or close to a million followers. So you didn't even really get a chance to put any practice in, because the whole time you're under, you're under a microscope. Right. So it just sets you up for failure. Cause with comedy, it's one of those things where it's like. To go on your first run, the first run is is always good. You make your money, right? But it's really about the comeback, right? It's really about like that that next tour. Can you get that money again? Mm-hmm. And that's what back. like yeah, like they're not really some people just not looking at the longevity in it. Um, you say you got years in the stand up. How long? Like how long you been doing it? Um, <clears throat> February made it nine years. Nine years. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So like time. yeah. So you remember your first open mic? Hmm? I said, do you remember your first open mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my first time. Um, so actually, it's crazy how things worked out for me. So my freshman year, my freshman year at St. Joe's, mm-hmm. it was um looking for a host of the talent show. Mm-hmm. So all my friends, this one like Twitter was like brand new. Wow. Yeah. Like when Twitter was so my like, 2012, 2013 Twitter? Uh, this was like this was two thousand 2011. Okay, same time. Well, yeah, same shit. Where it was yeah. like the trending topics and niggas was like just saying wild shit. Wild shit. Like, yeah. I, man. I was outside, but I had no business being outside on the Twitter streets. Yeah, I had that, no business. That shit was crazy. So my friends, they was like, "Yo, your your tweets funny as shit. Like, you show us the talent show, right?" And I was on that same shit where it's like, "Yo, I'm funny online or with y'all. Mm-hmm. I can't go on stage and do this." It just kept it up. I had no material written. Ended up hosting a show, and it went great. Mm. <coughs> so I did that, and then I I knew of two Philly comedians at the time. Mm. So I'm like, who can I hit up for some advice? So at the time, the only two com- Philly comedians I heard of was Kevin Hurt, and then, so I was like, all right, that's out the that's door. Out the like, yeah, that's not happening. But then the other guy I knew, I, I heard of, I remember watching Def Comedy Jam, mm-hmm. and D.L. Hughley introduced this one guy to the stage saying, like, um, he's a failed basketball player from North Philly. Give it up for Two Ray. Mm. So I looked online, and I saw Two Ray, yeah, probably like a couple thousand followers. Yeah. So I was like, let me hit him up, shot in the dark. Hit him up. He was like, come to the Laugh House next Wednesday at 6. So I get down there, and I asked one of my friends from school to go with me. Because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't right. want to be down there by myself. Right, you fucking bomb. You on stage by right, yourself. Yeah. You got your friends with there with you. Yeah, I get it. So I get there, and um, Ray happened to be starting this um, a stand-up workshop. Mm. Where it was like, every, every Wednesday at 6, <coughs> me and like... Me and like ten other comics, like like expiring comics, we will all meet up every Wednesday, right? And we will all sit around, um, like just meet up, talk about which shows we did throughout the week. Then we all perform for each other. So like we all in the room, and we all do five minutes, and we all say what we like and don't like about each other's set. Mm. And like, did that help a lot? That shit helped so much. Yeah, that shit that shit helped a lot because like especially like my class was like. Real good. Um, it was me, my homie, um, Reggie, 
like a lot, most of those guys, like I'm still in a group chat with, like we still talk every day. Right. Like me, my man Reggie Conquest. Reggie, he just played um, PSA Bay on Insecure. Oh, that nigga. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The fat me, nigga. Yeah. Oh, fuck with him. Me, him. I mean, he from Philly? Jonas, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he um he went to Roxborough. A word? I didn't know that. Yeah. Him, my man Jonas, my man Sean, Scooter. Damn, who else? It was like, that was like, it was a good class of us where it was like, yeah. we just all stayed on top of each other. And that workshop helped out so much. And then you, I feel like you can't have a better teacher then like in Philly, especially like then then too right, right because he's helped start so many careers. Like mm-hmm. one of his students is the biggest comedian in the world right now. Right. So I was like, yeah, I'm definitely like, I wouldn't really suggest taking most comedy classes, but there's one nigga to learn from that's definitely that's worth it. it. A nigga that actually put niggas on, a nigga that yeah. been through the muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? What's um. What's your favorite memory of like, you know, being early in the game, doing open mics? What's your favorite memory? I heard um, a lot of comments talk about like, you know, the late night yeah. pizza runs and like that's, watching one of your homies bomb. Like, what's 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 the memory that you remember the most fondly? It's crazy because that's when like that shit was really fun. Yeah. Like now, this shit is is work. Yeah. Whereas like, like a job. Yeah. Whereas like, because now, now when I do shows. It's not just as simple as like I'm about to go do this five minute open mic and like you do you kill a five minute open mic, you thought like yo I made it like I'm about to be out of here. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now I know it's like no matter how big of a show is, it shit don't mean anything. It's like just on to the next one. So um, my favorite memories probably just being down the laugh house. Mm-hmm. That shit like every. When the Laugh House was still open down South Street, first, like, when I was in school, I would catch the, catch the 52, the L in the sub, right. get down there early, get down there at 6, and then just stay there all night, like, through my five minutes, wait wait till the, the crowd let out, shake hands, then catch the 40 back to school. And I was doing that, like, every day. Seemed like a lot. Yeah, that shit was a grind. That's like a lot I vividly, yo, I remember, like I was so glad when I finally got my car. Like I remember vividly being in there, like one night, because the laugh house it was open Wednesday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday was the open mic. Thursday was like, um, Thursday was a show, but it was like, it would either be the feature, whoever was featuring. For the weekend, he would usually headline the Thursday show. Right. Or just be, like, some upcoming, like, local act that would headline it. Then the Friday, Saturday show would be, like, the real shows. Mm-hmm. And um, Friday would be two shows. Saturday would be a 8, 10, and a midnight show. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember being there, like, by the time that midnight show on Saturday hit, mm-hmm. I would be in there, like, eyes burning, trying to stay awake just from... Like, me being in school and, like, focused on schoolwork, but at the same time, it's like, yo, I got to work on this set. Right. You want to, you like, you knew what you wanted to be at that time. You was like, nah, yeah. I found my passion. Yeah. Like, this school shit is something I have to do, but my passion is right. making yeah. this, this funny money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And like even then, like it was like I was like broke. I wasn't right. getting paid. Like I was just doing that shit just off of like I hope this lead to something. Right. So yeah, I remember all of that shit. That was the best part, just being yeah. broke. Yeah, just like just being in the grind of it. Bro, artists, we got this obsession <laughs> with being like poor. Like if I was poor, ooh, when I get rich, I'm not telling no poor <laughs> stories. Like no poor. I'm like, yo, no, I did last week. I fucked six bitches <laughs> on my yacht, and then I had a jet fly over and drop hundred dollar bills on me while I climaxed. That's the only stories I'm telling. I'm not telling no more poor stories because poor stories fucking suck. Like I, I get it. Like it's the yeah. come up, and like you, you feel it. Like like it's like uh like me like only reason like I DM'd you because I saw you did a podcast with um Lear and Leon uh, the oh the yeah, other yeah, yeah. I, I follow him too. I was like oh he did a podcast with them all right. yeah. let's see let's see if he responded to me right yeah. so like that's a story I get to tell the people right right but same time fuck that that's not how the, that's not the story that's not how the story gonna go I said no we we grew up together you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's my homeboy from back in the day yeah where you from though bro a German town no no I'm from West no it's funny yeah I was in pause I was in shower this morning. Don't think, don't think about what I was thinking about you in the shower. <laughs> but I was thinking about this shit. I was like, this nigga give me West Philly vibes. And I was, yeah. gonna, I planned on saying that. But then yeah. you told me you was in Germantown. I was like, maybe this nigga from Germantown. No, 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 no. Yeah, but no. you give me West vibes. I'm like, yeah, nah, yeah, this no, nigga no, give no, me West vibes. What yeah. part? 56th no. Street? No, well, so my <coughs> my crib is in Overbrook. Ah. But I spent most of my time down the bottom. All right. Yeah. So, because that's where like all the rest of my family, mm-hmm. all my cousins live, and where I went to school. Right. So, growing up, I went to St. Ignatius, mm. which is on 43rd and Wallace. Okay. So, and, like, all my people live around there. Right. Like, so I would spend most of my time around there, either with my cousins, my best friend. He's from the, the projects right there, West Park. Yeah. So, I would be there, too. And, um, like, yeah, like, I've literally just been West Philly my whole life from going to St. Ignatius, graduating there. Yeah. Going to West Catholic. And then for college, going to St. Joe's. He's just West Philly to death. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. growing up in Philly, right? Yeah. So, I got I stuttered, right? It's hard for me. You got a heavy list. I know right. it was hard for you. <laughs> like, so, does, I want to ask, does that, does that attribute to you being funny a little bit? Like, you having to defend yourself? Like, you no, had to be quick with the jokes? No, it's crazy because I didn't know I talked funny, for real, for real, until I got to college. Uh, like, because I, I guess... Niggas was just so used to it. Yeah. And then when I got to college, that's when people started telling me, like, I, I got an accent. Yeah. Or, like, even now, like, living in New York, yeah. people always, like, point out how I say shit different. Yeah. Or they they assume I'm from the South. Yeah, because you do got a draw. It's a little draw. Yeah. yeah. But, like, people people always say after shows, they're like, yo, I ain't know if, like, that was just an act, but that's really how you talk. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> So like, no, but people they say like it help. People they say they like it because yeah. it be sounding like I don't care. Nah, you do sound like you don't care. Like you do yeah. sound like super nonchalant on stage. Yeah. I think that adds something to it though. Like the right, fact yeah. like I'm killing this set. <laughs> I'm killing this set. Don't even mean nothing to me. <laughs> Just shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, nah, I, I was like, um, I was thinking, I was like, all right, this nigga gave me West Philly vibes. I know West Philly niggas. He had to get bullied a little bit. Like, not one little bit you was bullied about this voice? Um, uh, yeah. But I guess, like, I, I used to always be quick with snaps. Ah, I used right. to always, that's all I, I used to stay getting in trouble. Right. For just, like, you just busting roast, niggas crazy. Yeah, yeah, all day. Yeah. So, <coughs> nah, bro. You had too easy. 
<laughs> I got. I had a stutter. Niggas came on my stutter all the time. Like I'll go. Uh, niggas go. <laughs> like I was a retarded kid. I'm like, all I did was stutter a little bit, bro. Stop being so mean. Kids are mean, though. No, bro. kids mean as shit. Kids are the worst people. No, like, facts. I mean, if I actually talk about that on stage, because like outside of comedy. Before I, my last job, I was doing TSS. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like... Oh, you was a t- you, you had a little bad kid you was in the class with? Yo, so... <laughs> working with... Kids are, like, really fucked up. Yeah. Kids are fucked up. People, so, I work with so many different... Um, I work with a lot of different kids that either had, like, certain, certain intellectual disabilities or just behavior problems. Right. So, one school, I worked at a school for kids with autism. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like... They have autism, so it's like how they act... Is is out of their control, right? Like this is like a disability to, to challenge where it's like mm-hmm. they they just can't control they can't it. It's just how they was born. Yeah, but it was this one kid there. This nigga didn't even have autism. He shouldn't even been at the school. <laughs> like like that's what that's what I'm like. Yo, why the fuck would they place him here? I think he had like um, I think what he was diagnosed with was oppositional defiance. Have you ever heard of that? Bro, so I high school job are you talking to? <laughs> so oppositional defiance is basically where um it's basically like um I don't wanna like fuck this up and get canceled. But it's like a disorder or a disability where it's like you you just have a natural impulse to defy any type of order or authority. So he a dickhead. What? That's what it like to yeah, me. He's so a dickhead. Like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, you just, you just being an asshole for no reason. So this kid, all the other kids in class, they would come in, they would do their work, and mind you, it's kids with autism. So it's like, right. once you learn the kids, you start to learn, like, certain kids trigger, what triggers their, right. um, like, what might set them off. So, but this, the kid I was with, with the oppositional defiance, everybody else is doing their work. He's sitting in class on the Nintendo DS. It's like, come on, you can't, you can't play that right now. You gotta do some work. You right. Gotta, like, come on, just do this one worksheet. Mm-hmm. We'll let you use that later. No, I don't want to. We take it from. Him. He just swinging on us <laughs> like, I'm coming home, shirts ripped, so many scratches. This nigga, the reason, like, I, I had to start getting in this. <laughs> I really had to get in the gym. I started doing push-ups because of him. Yeah. I like I really had to start working out because I'm like, yo, I'm in here getting fucked up every day. Like, yeah, let me get at least let me get my body used to this. Like, and then they was getting mad because I didn't want to dress up. Right. I'm like, yo, I'm not fucking up no more good shirts. I need here. to be flexible. What fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that shit. Kids are like really fucked up people, man. By the way, you don't got saved, but that little nigga need to be in jail. What Dr. Yeah. Mar said, he was <laughs> like, some of y'all kids we can't save. We got to put them to sleep. Right, yeah. For good. Because <laughs> like, right. no, bro. That nigga, oh my God. I, I don't know how you did that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you did that. What's, um, where's some places that comedy has taken you? Um, uh, comedy has taken me all over, man. Like literally all over the world to places where like, I wouldn't even imagine. Mm. <coughs> this nigga got COVID. Uh, I'm like, y'all know now. If I die after this podcast, it's because of Anthony Moore. <laughs> Anthony Moore uh, killed me. Comedy is definitely taking me a lot of places where I wouldn't expect it. So, um, one like being like, even me just living in New York, right? I never would imagine because going into St. Joe's, 
my plan, like I was, I started off in accounting, mm -hmm. uh, accounting major. That was my plan. I just wanted to be an accountant because I'm good with numbers. Mm -hmm. I know accountants make money. So it was like, like fuck it, yeah, good career. But then, as I was doing it, it was like, and I, I stumbled into comedy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I love this. Mm -hmm. Even though I might not make the money right now, the money I'm, come. I'm happier. Yeah, doing this. Like, even if the money don't come, it's like I'm just genuinely happier. Yeah. So then, once I graduated, I was like, I did everything. I did everything I got to do. Shit, I might need water. <laughs> you need some water, right? I started like I really you want some water. Yeah, yeah, I do. Right, I started struggling. This nigga was died on me. How are we back though? All right. So yeah, you was asking. Um, I forgot. No, where 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 is comedy taking me? Ah, that was the question. Okay. All right. So comedy. So yeah. So I moved to New York. Never would have expected to live in Brooklyn. Right. So that's like one of the first places, and um, but then like when I just started. Start going on the road more, especially in the last in the last year. I say the last two years. Mm -hmm. I um got with this great college agency, and there's like some of the schools they've been sending me to, where it's like places where I've never been. So, right. and it be in, in small towns, right? Where like this year I performed in Indiana. Um, my last college show before everything shut down was in Minnesota. Minnesota? So I went to Minnesota. Bro, you might have um, caused George Ford. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that shit is crazy. Like, went out, like, went to Minnesota and uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. That city, like, is actually looked like um like an urban city. Like, right. it looks, like, similar to Philly. It's a metropolitan. You, yeah. Once you get out of that shit, it's nothing but Phil. Like... You ever see um you ever see Castaway? Yeah. Like you know at the end where like Tom Hanks go to like Mel the yeah. Bali. That's how that shit look. Where's like where's like you look everywhere is like yo it ain't shit out here but one house like all the way in the middle of this field. So if something that happened, you that dying? Shit, yeah, that's Bro, what you it a is. black man in the middle of the field. Was you, like the, he wasn't scared. So, no, nah, I be I be terrified. <laughs> okay. I like I gotta stop like. My problem is like when I do the, when I was doing these shows, I would do the show and I would get a, the earliest flight the next morning. Right. So, and because these shows, it's like a, it's like imagine, it's like imagine if um yeah. somebody was performing like a out of town comedian booked the show at a college in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. where it's like, all right, they fly in the Philly airport, but then they got to drive. Three hours to Bloomsburg, mm. so it's like that's kind of like the situations I be in. Where it's like, yeah, I had the uh, my my show was in Minnesota, right? But it was three hours from the airport, so it was like I get there, perform, might chill in the hotel for a little bit, and then like I leave the hotel like two in the morning, yeah, to drive back to the airport. But it's, it's scary at night because ain't shit on the road right. and ain't no lights. All the gas stations closed because these small ass. Don't towns. even stop at a gas so, station. Yeah. No small ass town. <laughs> so that's what I got stopped doing. In February, I did like a little Midwest run mm. where it was like, I went to, I performed down Iowa, Iowa, Kansas, and Iowa, Kansas, and Illinois. Like some small, some small school in like Illinois, like right. On the cusp like, of like yeah, Chicago, right? Right on. No, no. This was like, it was like, 
three hours from Chicago. Okay. So it was like right on the edge of like Iowa. But um, just being out there in the Midwest for that for that week, never would have expected to be in states or towns like that. But even um, <clears throat> the craziest place I went last year, I had booked the military tour. So he's on I, the base. Yeah, like I was. Nigga, I'm be drinking on stage all night. <laughs> nigga, I was um, I was performing on different military bases mm-hmm. overseas. Ooh, where? So at? I went to, I was out there for three weeks. I was in Spain, Spain, Portugal, Italy, and Germany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that shit was crazy. Spain, Portugal, Italy. Nah, okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what the fuck they were. <laughs> I was like, what's, those countries are, or cities, what is that? I'm yeah. Dumb. You know, nah, I'm, I'm dumb. High school. Nah, that, shit, that shit was amazing. That That's shit was fun. amazing. Did you did you get to explore the cities? Yeah. So yeah. it was like in Spain we did um Spain we did two shows. Um Portugal, so we did one in like the the mainland of Portugal and then the next show was like some island we had to take a flight that was like mm. 3 hours off the coast of Portugal. Right. Like just in the middle of the ocean. That shit was scary. I bet it was. On an island in the because, middle of the ocean? Yeah, Fuck that. Uh, I got, I'm going to show you the video. Like, Can you swim? Hell no. <laughs> so, like, it, like, and that shit is because the wind is just nonstop. And then it was um on the island, it was a bunch of wild bulls. Boars? No, bulls. Bulls? Yeah. So, it was like, they said on that island, there's actually more bulls than people. So, it's like, you might just, right, you're just driving, driving down the street, you see just a bunch of like bulls on the street, bro. bro <coughs> nah, I'm not trying to be anywhere where it's wild yeah. bulls at. But nigga, I ate so good out there, yo. Italy, yo, yo. I was eating calamari every night. <laughs> oh, you felt rich. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was living it up. Is calamari was, good? Oh, uh, that shit. shit was amazing, what especially out there. I don't know. Nigga. I don't know. It's sun in the water. <laughs> but that shit was amazing. Like I said, I heard rappers talk about it. It got to yeah. be good. That's a fact. <laughs> no, that shit was real good, man. And it was like, but that that whole tour, it, it opened me up to like, we're just, now when I do travel, mm-hmm. I'm not as tired because I know like, even if I do, if I'm tired for this one or two days, where I do like these college shows, I know it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Whereas like, all right, do the, get through this night. Like even tonight, like I'm doing this. Then after this, I got a three hour drive to that college. Mm. Then after that, three hour drive back is like, all right, at least once it's over, I don't gotta worry about shit. Right. Whereas like when we did that military tour, we was out there 19 days. I think we did about 15, 16 shows. Mm-hmm. And it's all different cities. So it was like literally, you get to your hotel, you relax, like you might shower, eat, perform, get a little bit of sleep, but you might have to wake up 5 a.m. to catch another flight. Right. So we were just moving so constantly. And then like when we got the like when we got to Italy, that was the toughest because some of the bases were like six out seven hour drives from you, mm. each other. So it was like you perform. And it's like, all right, now we back on the road, sleep on the bus. So 
that shit, it was good because you do get to see the city, but yeah. it let me know, like, how that tour the, life is really going to be. The road life could be treacherous. Yeah. I mean, but you got to have your homie there. If you don't, you're going to cheat on your girl <laughs> like Kevin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Bro, bro, you, so you did uh, the, uh, the Heart of the City with Kevin Hart, right? Yeah. So you met Kev. Yeah. What's he like in person? Um, that nigga is like the nicest person. Not the nicest person ever? Yeah. That like, documentary thing, I say that. I know. It was like, <laughs> it was like, I be wondering like, yo, he got, I get it because it's like, all right, the documentary, it's another bag. Right. But at the same time, it's like, nigga, people don't want to hear from you right now. <laughs> no, like, bro. read the room. <laughs> yeah. Like, even, even like with him defending. Defending Ellen. Right. It's like, nigga, what are you doing? Bro, we, first of all, like, just keep chill. your black ass out of white people business. That's their shit. Yeah. Get out of that. Let, like, them, let like, them be mad at her. Exactly. Right. The attention is off of you. Yo. That's all you got. Just go chill with the rock. <laughs> That's Call it. Dwayne. Yeah, like, come on, man. But, like, he really is, man, he's so nice of a person. Yeah. And the shit he's done for me, like, like one, he got me my first TV credit. Mm. Got me my first TV credit. Um, that shit was amazing. I was I was so nervous. I wasn't nervous about the stand up part. That's what I do. So it was like right. I knew that was gonna be cool. I was nervous about the conversation mm. because in the conversation it was me and two other comedians. Right. And I'm naturally quiet. I'm just like a, a, a more natural, quiet person, especially like when I'm around people older than me. Right. Just like that's just how listen. I grew. Yeah, that's yeah. just how I grew up. Like just listening to like the older niggas. So, but he was like, "Yo, I know this is your first time I'm on TV. Don't worry about anything. We're gonna make you look great." And like that shit came out perfect. Yeah. Then after the show, he took all of us out to eat and like really got to talk to him. Then my second time, so that was my first time me and him. Right. Like when we taped the show. Fast forward to 2017, where it's like I'm broke as shit living in New York. Yeah. I'm broke, fired from my job. Like, and I was fired from my job for months. Mm. Like, it was like literally, if it wasn't for my mom and my girl. I don't know how I would like You been fucked up. I wouldn't have made it. Like literally without them two. And um that's why when like I be seeing on Twitter where niggas be talking about broke like broke like men are only love with money. Nah, like, nah that ain't true. That's like, not true. Nigga, that's a nigga, fact. nigga, as a broke as a a, a long time broke nigga. <laughs> nah. <laughs> as president well, yeah. of the broke nigga association? Nah. nah. W- women women be taking care of us. That's a fact. So um like, so I heard Kev was in town, so I'm like, yo, I know when all the big comedians in town, they usually go hang at the cellar. Mm-hmm. So go down there, and I'm scared as shit to talk to him because I see all these big niggas around him. I look over, it's like, oh, these just not regular big niggas. It's the Cavs. Right. Like, it was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like, it's the Cavs. <laughs> right. Like, I look. I'm like, oh shit! Nigga said, oh no, nah, that, that that must be security. Yeah. Oh no, oh, that's Iman Shepard. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's Brian. <laughs> like, right, like, like that's that's Brian and Tristan. 
and like this shit, like <laughs> that's what he shit. I'm really nervous. <laughs> but like, so he walked by me, like, cause the cellar is real, like the restaurant part is real small. Yeah. He walked by. He was like, yo, like, and I called him, and, and as soon as he saw me, and like, mind you, he worked with so many people, and only met him one time before. So it was like, yeah, I was on their show, but yeah, other niggas was on it too. Like he could have got you, right? Yeah, but he was like, yo, like, how you been? Like, gave me a hug and like, and like, helped me out with like some stuff there. Then like, what did he do? Then did like, you, did he, you meet Brian that day before we go? Before we go any further, did you meet Brian that day? No, nah, I, I ain't even want to say nothing. I was so nervous. <laughs> like, like I was like I I was already scared to speak to this nigga. Right. But then, like he he just looked out so much, man. Like he got me, like helped me with, as far as like the New York comedy scene. Mm-hmm. He helped me get out the country for my first time ever. Like mm-hmm. when I I flew to Canada mm-hmm. to tape for his network. Yeah. Like it was so many. Most the majority of the black comedians. That were in there just for last festival, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for him. Mm. So it was like he helped out a whole scene of of comics get seen that w- otherwise wouldn't have been seen. Mm. So like just shit like that was like, <clears throat> it's like, don't get me wrong, like he has said some fucked up shit, but at the same time you gotta think like this is just a rich nigga from North Philly. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of facts. It's a lot of thinking that has to be reconditioned. So it's like mm. he said homophobic shit. It's like I, I ain't care about that. But it's like he, he's grew, he's grown yeah. up in a homophobic environment. Yeah, bro. Like that's that's Philly though. Like you like. So it's like. So. I know, even like with him defending Ellen, shit like that. I know there's no malice behind it. Like right. he's he he. he I think sometimes niggas just be tone deaf. Right. It's like, like he I can, genuinely he genuinely is a, a good dude. I can see it as like you know he helped you and he yeah. didn't have to. He just doing the same thing for another one of his friends. He's yeah. seeing Ellen somebody yeah. and he didn't help him. So that's kind of yeah. like his character. Yeah. His character is to help people he see yeah. in need. I yeah. get it. Nah. So what's this like? You know, living in New York. Like, what's the New uh, York comedy scene? Because I know Schultz he did this yeah. um the four for one special I believe where he yeah, did like yeah. four different clubs in one night yeah that like you know reality in the scene for most oh, comics yeah. no that's easy that's easy to do whereas like the most shows i did in a night was i was booked on seven but i, I did six damn like and only one re- night and the only reason i didn't do the seven is because it was one of those nights where a bigger comic dropped mm. in and his time ran over so it was like i wouldn't have enough time to do both of them so it was like I would I would end up messing up the schedule on the other show, so they told me just forget about that spot and go around the corner. Mm. So, but that's easy. Whereas, like, um, cause in Philly, we got two we got two major comedy clubs mm-hmm. and one smaller one. Mm. So the two major ones, which would be the the Laugh Factory, no, no, um, Punchline mm-hmm. and Helium. Mm. So. But when I love Philly, we just had Helium because the Laugh House had closed. Yeah. But then you have smaller people that that might have um a nightly open mic or yeah. a a weekly room, a weekly show where yeah. like two right he has Warren Daddies on Wednesdays. Yeah. But it's always like. But at at the same time, you're performing for the same 
It's usually like the same crowd. People coming out because they like the show. They come yeah. out every week. Yeah. So you usually got the same crowd. And Philly really isn't much of a tourist city. Like we have our tourist attractions like the downtown area, yeah. but fucking but Liberty a, Bell. Like yeah, nobody, but if yeah. you're coming to see Liberty Bell, you're not coming to see comedy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um yeah. most of the times if you perform in here, you usually just doing your one show a night and that's it. Mm. Whereas like up there, the open mics start at there's open mics that start at five. And then you got shows that end as late as two in the morning. Mm. Then you probably still gonna be hanging out at the bars with all the other comics. So you could just be out with comedy all night. All night just around comics. Yeah. And then like the level of comics that you uh, see was like I done performed with all like literally all the niggas I grew up on. Whereas like I remember like I remember one of the craziest things. I'm sitting um I'm sitting at the cellar table yeah. talking to um talking to this other comic, like this other young white dude that um what this dude Dan is probably like I mean he like twenty five. So we sitting there talking and right next to us is Louie and Sh- and um Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And like shit like that is just mind blown where it's like Literally, like, how close me and you are is, like, me and Chris Rock. And I'm just eating my fries, and this nigga just reaches over and take my ketchup. And, like, shit like Chris Rock taking my ketchup is just, like, so exciting and mind-blowing to me. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, like, shit like that, man. That whole New York scene, I love it. I love it. But then it's also, it's just, it's it's more gritty. It makes you so much stronger. The crowds are more diverse. Um, it's a tough city, especially like in the winter when it's cold as shit. Mm-hmm. That's when you find out how much you love comedy. Whereas like, do I want to go perform in this 30 degree weather or do I want to just stay Sit home? home. Yeah. yeah. That's that. I feel like that's a, that's a great life to live because you got to think about like living in Philly, right? I don't want to, if, if it's like, I, so I'm from uptown. So mm-hmm. I could, so to me to get downtown was the L bus. The yeah. train, that's it. Right. If it take more than two fucking scepters, I don't want to do it. Right. But imagine like it take you gotta go to seven different clubs. They, now, granted, the clubs may yeah. be in like three block radius. Right. But you're doing multiple stops. The more right. stops is like you got really gotta be committed to this. You're right. going out and out a bunch of times. Right. Like that means like I, I want this. Like I'm right. I'm, yeah. I'm willing to do whatever. That's started, how it, yeah. That's how that shit really is. Where it's like that's why I'm I'm I am glad about that aspect where it is um. Where luckily out there you could find like two to three clubs on the same block sometime yeah. or like like close to each other, but then you might say like um <coughs> I might have a spot, nigga. I'm trying. I'm fighting my way. But, That's cool, bro. We almost at an hour. You can right, leave too. Uh, right. I feel I feel bad who you. Who got you this? Um, oh, that's my that's my mic. It's cool. Oh, all right, all you, right, you see this cool. condom? I'm gonna oh, take it off. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that one's going to trash. <laughs> nah, so like I might have a show. Yeah, might have a show in Manhattan, like around Times Square mm-hmm. at eight. But then I got a show in Long Island City, Queens, at eight forty-five, mm. and then I got come back to Times Square by. Nine twenty, right? 
and then I might have a spot in Brooklyn at ten thirty. So it's like you just on a train all over. bouncing back and forth. Like yeah, so that shit is it's a hustle. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit a hustle, but nah, it, yeah. But it gets you so much stronger because like when I was here, I knew I was performing for either black, white, or like black, white, Puerto Rican. Yeah. Might be some Asian every once in a while, but but everybody was gonna be from Philly, Jersey, or Delaware. Right. So it was like we all coming up in the same environment. Mm-hmm. So I know how to talk exactly to how to talk yeah. to you. Whereas like up there, it might be in a crowd, it might be a family from California next to a family from London, mm. next to a family from South Africa. Mm. And I gotta make them all laugh at the same thing. Mm. So that made me so much more universal. So when I do go to these colleges in the middle of nowhere, it's like, all right, I know how to bring you in my world. Right. I've already experienced like working with people who not from the same environment as mm-hmm. me. So making some nineteen year old college kid from right. Bumblefuck whatever, I'm like, bro, I can make you laugh because I can speak your language. Right. Or I can I can make I can have my language. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hooked on phonics to you. Yeah, that, that was bad. Whatever. Fuck it. Sometimes, sometimes the bars <laughs> be bad. Sometimes the bars be bad. Um, I just want to ask a few more questions. So like, uh, as a young joke writer myself, I, I wrote a few jokes. Wait, hold up. Um, What's up? Before you go on, can we do one more pause? This water running through me. All right, that was a second break. Yeah, we punching in a lot today. I don't really, I don't usually punch in. I don't really punch in this much. I'm like, uh, you ever listen to like DC rappers? Yeah, like Zan Man. Yeah, it's all punch-ins. <laughs> like, it's a whole bunch of punch-ins. All right, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's um, finish up. Um, I got a few more questions I want to ask. I wrote down. Um, as I say, as a young joke writer myself, I wrote a, I wrote a few jokes, and the hardest part for me is like structuring the joke. So I want to know, like, what's your process for when you go into a joke? Like, do you come up with the punchline first, or you come up with the the premise? Like, how do you go about writing the joke? Um, it's, it's simple. Mm-hmm. Like, and one of my friends broke this down to me, and, like, it just made so much sense. So it's like, sometimes the whole joke will come to me. Um, For me, I'm not one of those comedians where it's like, I could just make up a story. Mm. And I'm glad because that's what um connects people to it because they know is is real. They know right. I'm speaking from a true place. So the best way if you want your material to last, be personal. Mm. Talk about your life, um, just whatever you've been through, your experiences, mm. because that'll last forever. Versus like topical jokes, yeah. Like um, that's why like a lot of stuff. Just like certain comedians just happen to fade out. Like you remember, like you ever watched like classic comic view, mm-hmm. and like they would show like a montage of right. comedians that did um, what if we had a first black president or gas right. prices so high jokes or yeah. George Bush jokes? It's right. like that stuff is only going to be funny for the moment. Or like, like or, or today sound like a, a jump joke, a Trump joke. Yeah, like it doesn't last long. It's only good for the four yeah. years or the eight years, however long. Yeah, versus like. Um, like how you feel about certain shit, just how you feel, like personal stuff. That would that's what stays with people. So it was like, I'm trying to think, what was my like? I don't know, like Chappelle shit, mm-hmm. like Ja, 
the fuck kids with jobs like like yeah that was like 15 years ago and that's still, still relevant. so relevant yeah so it the, was, like he was talking about job but the point is but, like who the fuck cares about celebrity yeah. thing so yeah. it was like he's telling you like really how he feels so that's why like you connect with that so for me joke man i usually think about the topics mm. so whether that's like work relationships um I don't know, just anything. I like I come right. up with the topic, then I f- find out like my mood on that topic. So it's like, if I'm talking about my girl, I love my girl, or mm-hmm. she get on my nerves, right. or if it's work, I hate my job. Then I start picking out all the reasons why mm. I feel that way about the topic, and then I just build the story. <coughs> I'll build, I'll build the story there. Yeah. I build the story, mm-hmm. and then at the end, I just try to have a crazy ass plot twist. Mm. The like, where it's like I'm lead, I'll lead you one way as long as I can, and then I just turn you in a whole nother way with the story. Mm. So yeah, I like that. I like that because for me, it was just like I would try to like um, no, nah, it really fucked it up for me. That uh, Chappelle joke, he was like, when he tells like, I wrote the punchline first. I was like, I gotta write the punchline first now. The no. pun- it's like, that <laughs> fucked it up. I'm like, I'm not fucking Chappelle. Like, I'm- right, yeah, you're not gonna be that good right. so early. Right. Like, this nigga is, Chappelle was... What, 20 years, 30 years in? He been doing 30. it since he was a kid. He was, since he was a kid. Chappelle was, what, like 46, 47 now? Mm-hmm. He started comedy when he was 15. Yeah. So it was like, it took him so long to be able to do that. Right. So... That's what it's like. That's what be throwing niggas off. Like even for me, when I first heard it, I thought, <coughs> I thought everything had to be perfect. Yeah, I thought like I gotta be like Chris Rock or, or Chappelle mm-hmm. level of polish. Or it's like, no, these niggas been doing it longer than I've been alive. Right. So, so like it's gonna take time. Yeah, it's gonna take time. Let's um, let's talk about your worst ever bomb. I want to hear about it. What is what is the bomb that you consider the worst bomb you ever had? Oh, that shit was horrible. <laughs> like, nigga. I mean, like, I've had a, I had a lot. Yeah. I still, like, don't even get me wrong. I just had a bad bomb this year. Right. You're you going to buy them all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had a bad bomb in February. Yeah. Where it was like, I did a ski trip. Ski trips are horrible, first of all. Why? Um, Like, they're horrible shows to perform at. It was like... Ski trips. So it's basically where it's like a bunch of people from all over, mostly black people, mm-hmm. older black people. Where it's like they just try and get out. They'll go on a trip to the Poconos and it's like they bust them in from all over like Baltimore, New York, or Cleveland. Mm-hmm. They all come to the Poconos for the weekend and you're the talent. Where it's right. like they don't, like they spent out, they. They advertise it like, yeah, you come out, y'all could go snow tubing, oh, that's cool flash uh, skiing, snowboarding. These old black people, they just want to relax. They right. want to get away from their kids. Mm. So it's like they go to the casinos, then they come back, they have some food, a drink. It's like before the party, we got a comedian for y'all. It's mm. like them niggas do not want to hear jokes <laughs> at no 10, 30, 11 at night. They want to. Chill out, relax. Yeah, and then it'd be a horrible setup in the middle of some dance floor. 
Oh, uh, wait, talking about you talking about you in the middle and in the, in the, like the surround you? Yeah. Like the fucking uh, Dan Cook <clears throat> setup from fucking the Soufla thing? Yeah. You don't like that? Like it's bad? Not like not for those shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it was like on some more intimate shit where it's like just a solid stage, mm-hmm. cool. But that niggas don't want to have no material. So yeah, I just bombed that one <coughs> in February. But the worst one was when I bombed at the spot, the Blackley, it shut down. The Blackley was on 38th and Chestnut, I think. Mm-hmm. That shit was horrible. It was, um, that shit, it was like a rap show. The dude that I went to high school with, he put the show together. And, um, what was it? It was like a, a talent show type of thing. Uh, wait, it, it, was wasn't, like, it was like more like a Apollo type thing, uh, where it's like he had a bunch of rappers go up, Asia started hosting. And then that, that should make my head hurt. Just talk, just talk yeah, about that. that then they hurt. had a twerk contest, and then dead ass, right? And then the crowd was like, mm. was it adults in the crowd or what? Was it kids? No, it was like all kids. We was all young boys. But oh, what happened? So then around midnight, Asia Star was like, "We got another comedian for y'all." Everybody was like, "No, we don't want to hear that shit." Rightfully so. It was like, <laughs> like, nigga, I should have left. It was like, I wasn't getting paid for that shit. Right. But it was like, now I know never to do some shit like that. But before back then, it was like, was like I looked nah. at it. I looked at it as like, I can't turn down no stage. Right. So it was like, nah. no, some shit you just. Sometimes you got to turn shit down. Yeah, like, some shit you just not supposed to do. Sometimes you got to like turn shit. Like it was, um. It's funny you mention that because like uh, Shawty DM me on t- on Instagram not too long ago. She was putting together like a, like a, a, a mix mosh of like different arts and shit like that. And she, <coughs> it's like she saw like I got I got rap videos up on my timeline. I'm a podcast. She's like, oh, you want to yeah. be a part of this? I was like, yeah. no, right? I don't because like I don't know what the fuck it is. Like like who's going to be there? Like right? Like like I, I, it needs to be a clear idea about what it is. Like right. you can't have rappers, fucking comedian singers all in the same thing because. We are bringing different energy. It's different energy, and the energy's not going to be the same. If you throw on a rap show, the rappers got to be in the same vibe. So the crowd, if it's going to be a mosh pit, let niggas know the mosh right. pit. If it's going to be intimate set, it's going to be intimate. But it got the vibe yeah. got to be the same. Because, yeah, because you're appealing to so many different audiences. Exactly. And it's like, imagine if, I don't know, it's like you bring in, I don't know, like a, it's like if a promoter was to do a show, like, all right, we're going to book Westside Gun and Sir. <laughs> Like, that's, that that might be hard. <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit. Now that I think about it, we might we might have to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like just totally different shit. Where it's like, nigga, I just had to do this. It's funny. I had to do this um show. Yeah. Sometimes for these college auditions, mm-hmm. they were like, and those shows they have to book yeah a different ra- variety of people. Mm-hmm. Just um. So I get why they do it for those shows. But it, like the lineups is crazy. Whereas like this year I had to follow this poet and this nigga did this sad ass poem about his sister that died. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, nigga. It was like, all right, now we got a comedian. <laughs> it was like, nigga, we wanna cry. <laughs> You're gonna say like, nah, say tough luck to that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like how you how you follow that? Like right. sis just died, I'm sad, you sad, we all sad. Right. That's a bad job. But um, yeah, man. 
I feel like that's everything on my list. This is a good conversation. Uh, no, I appreciate it, man. No, anytime, anytime, man. Yeah, hopefully we get to do this again someday. Yeah, when I'm not coughing and shit. Yeah, when you, yeah, when you don't got COVID, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, this has been another episode of the Listen to This Why You Shit podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to Why You Shit, the fastest growing podcast in history of podcasts. Do not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who are going to believe, nigga, me or Google their money and dead right now? Be afraid of niggas. There's two things in the world that every human has, opinions and assholes. I so happy to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem. And I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at Listen to This While You Shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page, Listen and Shit. Give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, go over to our Apple Podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. The only way I'm ever going to get better is if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.